You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Well, look at that. Welcome to the series, Matt Dumba. It's so nice to have you <laughs> join six games in. The Wild has just scored a goal. That's right. We are starting Judd's Hockey Show early. And just as we were doing the countdown, Matt Dumba rifles a slap shot past the glove of Jordan Bennington. And now it's 4-1 to one in a game that the Wild basically quit. Well, I would say at the start of the second period. All right, I've done Declan, Judd, Judd's hockey show i've done um two tick talks between periods becoming more and more uh, pissed off it's 4-1 but uh barring a complete miracle this has been just an utter bleep show uh, embarrassing effort um you know what no i stand corrected declan effort means you tried an embarrassing showing um I, I am now, I'm going to refer to game six, which is almost certainly going to be the final game of the Blues Wild first round series as the Suter Parisi Invitational because it's like they are paying homage to those two guys by dogging it, by looking like crap. They quit, as far as I'm concerned, in the third period of game five and carried that to game six. We want to hear from you. And we're starting right now, Declan, because you know what? There is no reason. There is no reason to prolong the agony of this crap. We want to hear from you. The game started late. Um, it's Thursday going into Friday, so I'm sure lots of you have to work in the morning. Uh, so with that being said, I've got my Surly Furious, which is a very fitting beer. What beer do you have? Or, or what drink do you have, Declan? Uh, I have my Surly Supreme, which I'm uh, yes, also about to indulge here with a little drop of... Also, some nectar of uh, of certain spirit that our guy Surly Dave Surly was able Dave. to recommend. Appreciate Surly Dave, and I'm going to need the it's electro the elixir here on the uh, Surly Supreme because mm-hmm. uh, I, I tweeted out, Judd, that uh, I wasn't necessarily. I mean, I'm, I am mad. Don't get me wrong, I'm mad, but just depressed. Uh, I, it's it's it sucks. Um, you know, you said from the outright going into this series, it wouldn't shock you at all if the Wild lost this series to the Blues, and rightfully so. Blues are yeah. a good team. I've been watching that. We've been watching that. I told you that it would be a massive disappointment. Massive. Now, if they would have made it to seven games and, you know, whatever, they lost two to one. Okay. But the way, and I know Matt Dumba scores the moment we start this podcast, and just like typical score north, we just are the trendsetters and uh, just get this team to start to go in the moment that happens, but the way they're playing in game six is embarrassing. Um, yep. And it's just, you know, I'm guilty of this. Some fans are guilty of this. Media is guilty of this. You know, we were just pumping our chest. Remember, remember when Anson Carter, I don't know why I thought about this, about 10, 15 minutes ago. Remember when Anson Carter mocked the Wild for depth? Yep. You know, and then everyone started the T-shirts and started this trend, depth, 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 depth. Yep. It's all about depth. We have depth, you idiot, blah, blah, blah. And now here we are. First round series getting us absolutely embarrassed by the St. Louis Blues, your best team of all time. Yep. The best team that the Wild have ever had, at least in the regular season. Best oh, regular yeah. season team I've ever seen in best my player. lifetime. 
and we mocked it and we embraced the winter classic, which was cool. And we all thought this was going to be different. Right. And then here we are 10 days after this playoff series started doing our first obituary and morgue on this. And it's incredibly frustrating. And by the way, this is wild bent line. Yeah, it's well, a safe space. We want yes. people to come on here and talk to us. And we have plenty of people I think who are on their way. So if you want to Good. get in safe space, you are not a bleep fan uh, for being upset about this. We'd love to welcome you on and talk to you guys about the game. Yeah. I have no idea what the defense w- would be for this game. Like I, I have no defense, uh, but yes, we want to hear from you. We, we are starting now because the oh, wilds on the power play, but I mean, at this point in time, it's, it's a three goal game and the blues have just completely, they've dominated and the wild looks at times like they don't, don't care. I mean, that wild penalty kills a complete joke. It is just a complete joke. Ryan O'Reilly is basically has tea and crumpets in the slot and they're like, Hey, do you, do you want a blankie? How about a glass of milk? I mean, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, so yes, let's get people indexed. Let's start to take, cause there's not, I want to hear what people say. I'd love to hear what pe- people that, that went to games invested their hard earned cash. I right. will say this. The only thing that I will say is, and I said the same thing with the Wolves. There is like no fallout on the fans. I think you did your job. You sold out the building. Yeah. You're nervous, but we all are at different times. But like, I, I have no interest in crapping on, like this is all to do with the team. Um, I will say this. Chris Finch struggled, I thought, in the first round, six-game loss to the Grizzlies. The Wolves coach was not great. Dean Evison, by comparison, has been awful. Um, he doesn't deserve to be fired, but he deserves to have his lack of adjustments and his coaching in the in the first round against the Golden Knights last spring, Declan, and now this round examined very closely. And if Bill Guerin blew him out, I wouldn't be completely shocked. I'm not advocating for that. Oh, but you're literally talking about zero adjustments. He has zero adjustments. And to leave the lines tonight, and okay, the goaltending thing, that's that's the ordinary, oh my God, let's change something. Uh, but he didn't juggle lines once. He didn't. He put Doer in tonight instead of Delorier, who's hurt. He put Kulikov, who high stick Eck, and tipped the first goal in for the Blues. Um, like he didn't do anything. Zero adjustments. If Chris Finch didn't have a good series against the Grizzlies as the Wolves coach, Dean Evason has had an atrocious series coaching. I mean, he's not getting fired. Awful. Like he's not. No, he's fired. not. No, he's not. But I, I would look. I, you got to look at this. You got to look at this. This whole thing of hey, the room runs itself, dude. This is the playoffs. He it's has dis- he has disappointed yeah. massively. But I, all I'm saying is the only person more upset than the fan base and us tonight. Because because there are some folks in this town who are like, well, the team's still good. Uh, Bill Garrett's livid. There's no question. He's not watching this and, and like, well, there's silver linings. Um, and nice of Jared Spurgeon not to show up too. I'd like to. I'd like to really <laughs> congratulate him. And before anybody says guys are hurt, which is true. Oh, the me. Blues had guys hurt, and you know That's what the Blues the did? If, if you couldn't play, the Blues sat guys. Yeah, like Dean probably should have looked. At Dumba and said, okay, Kalen Addison's not great, but he can play. So don't give me that guys are hurt. The Blues were without four defensemen in game four and they won. So don't give me that crap. Yeah. That, Jared that's... Spurgeon played and he was and he has been a no show. Brodeen's not been good. Um, so yeah, this has just been absolutely 
mortifyingly embarrassing for Bill Guerin. And Bill Guerin, I guarantee you, is far more upset than us. I agree. Dean's not being fired. Do I think Dean's going to be looked at a little bit? Absolutely. And he deserves to be. Awful series. If you'd like to get in on Wild Vent Line, it's us going across the bottom of your screen right now. It's uh, VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. We have some people in the room already filtering up, but if you'd like to come on and talk to Judd and myself, please do so. If this is the first time you're watching, or if you're maybe you're a Blues fan and you want more Minnesota sports um, pain and entertainment, <laughs> hit the on. subscribe button on this <laughs> YouTube channel uh, for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. Apparently the Hockey Whisperer said he's going to retire the Whisper moniker um, if the Wild indeed lose this game. Uh, we'll see what the whisper has to say probably tomorrow. I, I, I think the whisper will hold off his takes. I know I, I see some comments saying, will the whisper be joining um, probably tomorrow know. on Mackie and Judd, but I never know don't. with the whisper. But he if you'd love to get in on the show, please save space, no matter how pissed you are or anything you have, any hot take, yeah. any calming take, yeah. lukewarm take, yeah. join us. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you guys. Hey, Declan, I just found him. I found Spurge. He's oh, been Spurgey. on my shelf the whole time. Spurge. That's why he's not. He, that's why he didn't participate in the series. Got Spurge it. Spurge has been on. He's been on my shelf the entire series. Well, I should have taken heck? him to the X or to St. Louis. <laughs> There's our captain. Yeah, nice, nice job, captain. It's about, it's, a, it's about you know hard work and having fun, right, Chad? That's uh, that's what this let's, is all let's about. Let's just take the. I I got. Let's just take the call. Take I'm the call. So, okay. Just so pissed off. Jackson, you're the first out the gate. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Um, up? Wow. I absolutely hate this feeling, and I'm only 20 years old, and I've experienced so much of it as just a Minnesota sports fan. I mean, God, I, I feel this way after every single playoff or, regular, or even regular season failures, whether that be Vikings, Timberwolves this year, and the Minnesota Wild. And it's just like... You just get so frustrated. Um, but tonight was especially about the two things, the penalty kill and the power play. And, man, our penalty, penalty kill defense is just ridiculously bad, and I don't know how it can be that bad. The thing, the thing that sticks out, the, the biggest egregious thing that stuck out in my mind was when Brodeen slid across to try to defend yes. that pass, and then Marcus Polino oh, yeah. followed him yes. to try to – basically defend the same guy and left what was it o'reilly i can't remember why back door that's yes. just absolutely atrocious and then for the power play it's like i absolutely don't understand how you put how you don't put more pucks in the back of the net because the blues are literally giving you a blueprint on how to score goals they shoot the puck i understand I, I understand like i was at uh game game five and i was around a bunch of drunk fans that were just like screaming <laughs> Oh, shoot the puck. And I understand, like, to a certain extent, like, obviously, you don't shoot the puck every single time you get it. But the Blues put pucks on the net. They get greasy, grimy rebounds, and they put it in the net. I don't see – I don't understand why uh, Dean Evison doesn't look at that, why the coaching staff doesn't look at that and be like, oh, hey, that's probably a good idea to shoot the puck and get rebounds and put them in the back of the net. Jackson, yes, dude. I've I thought I thought I've been saying the same thing during the power play, right? Like the Blues have this lethal power play, and the, and mm-hmm. it's not just like a scheme fit. I mean, there is some scheme fits there you have to do, but the evidence is in front of you. The opposition's right. doing what you can do, and you have permission and the horses to make that happen. They, I feel they have way, in my opinion, they have way more skillful players. Yes. At, at least players that they can do. put 
at least players that can score goals. They have way more goal scorers on that power play than the Blues do. You can't convince me that the penalty kill is not largely effort, too. And, I mean, for O'Reilly, hey, look, he's a load. It's going to hurt to move him. But to leave him standing there um, on the doorstep is, is basically, guys, making career decisions, financial decisions. Like, that's what that is. Like, if the power play doesn't work, that's frustrating to watch, but I get there's there's skill involved there. And, like, your mm-hmm. coaching might not be great or something like that. So I'm not excusing it. But the penalty kill to me, Jackson, is effort. And, and I mean, Brodeen doing what looked to be a snow angel <laughs> and and Felino following him, um, that's stupidity. And, yeah. like, that's a, that's the thing about this. Ultimately, a lot of this, a lot of the small things that are going to result in this series being lost are stupidity. Uh, the Dumba... Uh, the Dumba pass that O'Reilly picked off in game four was stupidity. I mean, that was just an irresponsible, stupid pass. The The third goal in game five was stupidity. It got dumped in. Hartman thinks it's icing. He raises his arm instead of going and pursuing the puck. Um, um, Flurry, Flurry and Middleton have some type of confusion. It's the playoffs. That's not excused. Like it's not like oh they had a you know that's that's a January thing. Um, and then Greenway goes to the wrong place. Right. Like that's just stupid. Like this, you can't have that. And and that is that gets back to my point though. That's somewhat that or not somewhat. That's coaching too. Like that's all oh, the yeah. breakdowns. That's coaching. That's not just on the players. That is not being prepared to play because Dean's whole thing is I give the players control. Well, that's awesome. In the winter months, in the spring, you got to take control back or or have that ability. You didn't do it. Yeah. Just one more thing. The thing that blows my mind, you Judd, you mentioned like effort on the power or on the penalty kill. Why this is the most important game of the season. Like, why isn't maximum effort? Uh, there on the not only the penalty kill but just the wild came out playing like their tails were in between their legs they came out flat like yep. how do you come out flat in the last game of the potentially the last game of the season blows my mind so frustrating jackson great stuff man thanks jackson thank you hang in there you're young perhaps yeah, okay. things will change in your lifetime i'm losing faith about my lifetime yeah judge says um, make it 50 no guarantee you make it to 60 exactly right so. thank you very much you're exactly right declan yes J- jeremy we we needed more from Kevin Fiala, no question about it. Yeah, no question about it. Very dis- incredibly disappointing. Really bad. Um, yep. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, let's keep going. Oh, hello there, guys. What's, What's up, up, Austin? How are you, bud? All right, I'm just gonna talk about the future because there's no point okay. in talking about this season because yeah. it's over and we look bad. And honestly, that doesn't even look like elimination game because we just did it. Come on and play, anyways. I got three takes. You can use this to write that down if you want to. Jasper Walsett signs his ELC before the draft. Kevin Fiala gets traded before the draft. And this is the home run. Kevin Fiala gets traded to the New Jersey Devils for swapping picks, sending swapping first rounds, sending a second, and we get the second overall pick. Wow. wow. I love Boom. the speculation, buddy. I mean, Boom. Yeah. I take that. If I don't think you're going to get that from the Devils, yeah. but I would. But dude, if you could do that, I'll do that in a heartbeat. Now, Jeff Merrick, the 32 um, Thoughts podcast, Thoughts. have yep. already talked about it. So With that's where my that's where my team's coming in. But yeah, I love it. Um, 
Wish Flurry played, by the way. I don't know if you can see. I got a signed Flurry picture, but. Oh, very nice. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I got there we go. Oh, I there we go. Matt Murray. Look at that setup. Yeah. And Flurry. I love it. Austin, I love the reckless speculation, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Stuff, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Love the reckless. Spe- I, I, um, I wouldn't be surprised that Fiala steam continues into the, into the I, off season. I don't think the devils give up the second overall pick for it. No. If no, they had no, that no. like six or fifth, maybe. Yeah. But I think second it was overall uh, pick. No. I, and it's a weak draft class, by the way, this is a weak draft class, but still. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think he's back now though. No, I, I agree. Like this is this is not good. <laughs> I mean, this was it wasn't like he had one bad game. He had an entire bad series, and it's the second year in a row he's done nothing. And look, I mean, again, Dean just left those lines together. Can't separate Goudreau from him. Why no. not? Hartman's yeah, got to center that first line. You need a better center than Goudreau. Yeah. Well, the whole you know what this team is not going anywhere now. Now it's been confirmed they are not going anywhere until they get like. If Rossi's really good, that's huge. But if he's not, they are going to just maintain this. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly's a force. Mm-hmm. And the Wild doesn't have anyone who can come close to him. Not even close. Nope. Let's go to oh. Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, How are can you, man? you guys hear me? Yep, got you. Okay. Oh, man. I, new listener, by the way. Loved your guys' content. Nice. I just Thanks, dude. Oh, it... What, what, what you, the two things that irritate me the most, because we knew the special teams were going to be bad. That did not surprise me. But the two things that irritated me was this team could not score and they could not win at home. And they did that in the regular season, but that was still my two biggest fears going into the playoffs. And it happened. They couldn't score and they went one and two at home. So it just it just irritates me. Cause but at home, they, they were good. They won and two. I mean... Yeah, but in the in During the playoffs, the season, they only won one game, though. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what bothered me is that they were good at scoring goals and winning at home in the regular season, gotcha. but it all disappeared in the playoffs, and that's what bothers me the most. But I agree with you, and, and here's my problem, though. It's going to stick in my craw the game four loss because you had four defensemen out, four four yeah. good defensemen out, um, and you played a stupid game. And the third period of game five, it's not excusable, and that's where I come back to coaching. Um, you weren't prepared for that period. Explain that to me. I mean, and and then in game six, you weren't prepared. Period. Uh, but in game five, you're it's two two. Kaprizov has given you yeoman's work, unbelievable, right? You're at home. It's the decisive period. You've got a chance to go up three two. Everything says you win this game. Everything, and the third, you know, the Tarasenko third goal is a breakdown in what gets coaches fired. A miscommunication between a veteran defenseman and goalie. I don't care if they haven't played two weeks together. This is the playoffs. You have to know. And here's the thing, too. The whole thing with. So it might have been icing. They were confused. Okay. But Flurry didn't play the puck. And it looks like I think the miscommunication was Middleton thought Flurry would play that puck. I've watched enough games since Flower got here to know this. Flurry doesn't play the puck well. So, and, and by the way, if you don't in that situation, I'm all for not playing it. So, like, my scouting report said, I'm not shocked he let the puck go. Now, Bennington would have stopped it, but Bennington played, but Bennington can play the puck. So, like, the, like what went wrong, I watch games from the press box. I'm a dude that like the North Stars. Like, this is, like, if I, if I have a premonition, then you sure as bleep should, too. 
So these are the type of things. I mean, this is a tonight is embarrassing give up. But the reality is what lost you the series was game four and five. And that was an embarrassing lack of execution. Inexcusable because these chances don't come around much. So I'm just, I am beside myself. Good stuff, Nick. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for finding us. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate everyone coming on. Joe, we have a packed room here. This is awesome. Um, so we'll keep it moving here on Wild Deadline. I'm going to get another beer. You go get another beer. I'm going to get uh, John on here in just a second. I love you, people. Uh, but also, if this is the first time you're watching Score North, thank you so much. Hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is the home of Mackie and Judd and Judd's Hockey Show. I'm Declan Goff, uh, executive producer here at Score North. Judd Zolgad is uh, grabbing us early furious as we speak. Bill Mackey and the Hockey Whisperer are crafting takes somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, that'll be crafted also uh, for tomorrow's show. So hit the subscribe button, Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Let's keep it moving on Wild Bet Line. Go to John. John, what's up, dude? You know what? We're having some audio issues there with John. Let's move on to Drew instead. Hi, Drew. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing okay? No, not. It's just what a disappointment of a season. Like I I turned it off after the third goal. Like don't blame you. I it's I just don't have words for how pathetic of an effort you come out with in your do or die game. Like it was less than a month ago where we thought Dumbo versus Fiala was, I mean, it was a problem, but it was, you're deciding between two people who are like crucial to your team and they're like a good problem, I guess. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think either of them are on the team next year. And I think there should be uh, some serious leadership changes in there. Cause I don't think Spurgeon did anything to get this team going. Dumbo, was kind of a joke this series and Felino. I mean, I think he's good, but I think there needs to be better leadership. And I mean, it's just disappointing, real disappointing. A lot of people got exposed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got exposed. And I don't think Bill Guerin's going to look at this as uh, well. They learned a lot. I think he's going to basically do what you're, talking about which is there have to be i mean you have to examine now everything i think and yeah i mean from from dean to spurgeon i mean spurgeon i'm sorry in my opinion for his talent no showed the series starting with that stupid which should have got him suspended for a game that stupid penalty um yeah i mean i just i don't see how you sugarcoat this given our expectations. And and I did say that I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be disappointed if they lost. But I never in my wildest dreams thought that these guys would basically do a callback to the Parisi, Suter, Zucker-type teams. You know, I, I mean, don't so think, that's other than I'm, getting swept, I don't think there's a worse way they could have gone out than like this. Yeah, it's probably accurate. It's probably a thousand percent accurate. It. It's yeah. a great point. It's a great... Again, tonight is an embarrassing no-show. Uh, but games four and five were completely complete ineptness when it mattered most. Yeah, you're right. And I, I mean, to turn it off, look, if I didn't have, have to watch this crap for my job, I would have turned it off too. Go watch something else. I started making dinner in the uh, second period. I put the office on. Good for you. 
Go watch more entertaining than this. Go watch some Jim and Dwight pranks. Watch some Creed Bratton. Try to get some smiles in your face. Don't watch Drew. Creed Bratton. He looks just like Dean. You're reminded of Dean. That's true. Thanks, yeah. Drew. Appreciate anyway, you coming thanks, on. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. God bless yeah. sports son. All you yeah. sports sons out there. All you kids. I feel God bless. You. I'm sorry too. You're sorry old too. compared to these kids. I know. I am. I am. A uh, full room. Oh, it's Jesse room. Pierce. Jesse, Hi, Jesse, Jesse, join us. Come yeah. on. Jesse, get on here. Come on. It's a, we, it's a it's a packed room right now in Wild Bent Line. I don't even know if I can get another invite in. That's how many people are hanging out, which Jesse. is a good it's a good thing. I would love to yeah, hear let's from keep Jesse. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I've got mine. What's up, Seamus? Hi, Seamus. Hey, uh, how are how are you both? How are you doing tonight? Not well. I mean, not well. Yeah. BS. So I, I came on here the other night and I ripped Spurgeon for going Ooh. minus three, uh, and I had some time to think about it, and I am maintaining my opinion that he is not a playoff caliber player. He is small, which is fine. You can be a small defenseman, but you look at recent Stanley Cup championships teams, the Blackhawks, Duncan Keith, uh, Drew Doughty, uh, Victor Hedman. They are all 6'2", six, 6'4". Six, six, they all control the middle of the net. If a rebound happens, they sweep it away. And that's just not Spurgeon's game. And the fact that he takes up a lot of money, I mean, you this, this podcast has done a great job going through Garen and Fenton um as they officially lose here um but they uh go through garen and Penn cleaned out that room right uh granlin niederreiter coil zucker did they miss the defenseman corpse i mean spurgeon Cor- and corpse is a good word yeah um the, I Dumba, uh brodeen i mean brodeen's a good player but i you know is he a playoff player i i think garen needs like to rework that room this offseason that's got to be top priority and finding a number one center but uh, you know unfortunately he's missed the boat i think with the salary cap hell uh he missed the boat on the center so if you we have only any hope of going forward i mean the blues they, they are using nick letty and marco scandella nick letty and marco scandella and they are they are physically controlling the front of the net I, i've watched nick letty and marco scandella play for the wild they're not great. So I, I just, why can't the Wild get that effort out of their defense in the playoffs? It's it's ridiculous. Thanks, Seamus. The, the Wild flat out does not have a Colton Pranko. Like, I mean, Middleton stepped in it and did a nice job again in the He'll regular be brought season. Back. He'll be brought um, back. And I don't mind him, but what I'm saying is Pranko, I mean, here's the thing I want. I want guys who are good and can kick your ass. Yep. O'Reilly can do that. Pranko can do that. And, and to Seamus, I mean, Seamus is a thousand percent right. Um, again, I think that this series, and this is no consolation, taught us a lot about certain people. Yep. I mean, he's right. Brodeen, Spurgeon, we're terrible as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the defense is bad. I think I think Dumb is gone. I I, I think that he's I, more of a lock to be gone than Fiala. I think, and I think both of them are on the chopping block. But yeah, if I'm a betting man, I think Dumb is gone. He can't shoot anymore. He can't shoot. Hey, what do you mean he scored a goal? He scored the one gold night. It was very exciting. Congrats. Congrats. All right. Keep it going. Packed room. Luke, what's up, bud? Hey, Jim Declan. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Not well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to yeah. lie. This is crap. Yeah. 
I, I kind of watched a while from an outside uh, perspective because, I mean, I'm a fan, I guess, but I'm more of a Wolves and Vikings fan than I am Wild because I'm more. I know more about basketball and football than I do hockey. But uh, Wolves do not do any favors. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But I don't know. Like I was even telling my dad tonight, like the way that the Wild lost this series was actually more disappointing than the way that the Wolves lost. Because it seemed like the Wolves came into these games yes. with a better mindset right. than the Wild. The Wild just a couple of those games the Wild seemed to kind of you know come out and play and dominate, but they uh, most of the series. It just didn't seem like they were focused. And to come in the way that they uh, came in tonight and, and play just uh, like it didn't even matter, like it was a, just another, you know, game. Like they, they played like it was a regular season game, like it didn't even matter. And it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, uh, where's the culture? Like, where's the, the sense of urgency, you know? You know what, too? What's frustrating or what's maddening about this is that's a great point. And now, like, I thought it had been changed. I'm shocked by this. I'm not shocked they lost. That's very disappointing, but I'm not shocked. How they lost is shocking. Yeah. Um, and to your point, I mean, yeah, it feels like you got to go back now and look at all the things that you did. Um, but I agree with you on the Wolves. So the Wolves, I mean, the Wolves, it was embarrassing and it was it tough was. to watch. And there were Definitely. guys that didn't do at times what they should have done. D'Lo. <laughs> but yeah, D'Lo and Cat in some games, yeah. and then Cat would come back. Um, but my problem was, the, first of all, rightfully so, expectations for the Wild were higher. They should mm-hmm. have been. Second of all, the the Wild quit tonight. They did. I mean, yeah, it seemed like once they got down like one or two nothing, like they just seemed to not even care anymore. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's not the right way to play, especially when it's an elimination game. Even if it's not an elimination game, you, you should right. still go out there and try to play. Yeah. I mean, it's just a losing mindset. The losing yes. mindset. You, yes. You put it perfectly, man. Thank you're, you're you. Wise, you're, you're wise behind your wheels, Luke. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Appreciate go it. Yep. Yeah, that's great stuff. He's right. Yep. Almost a thousand people watching us right now um, on the Score North YouTube channel. So thank you to everyone for watching us and uh, and and venting and being in a safe space with us. Hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports uh, entertainment. We'll try to get we're going to get to as many of you as we possibly can. Judd and I, we got nothing else to do. So I got we're, we're going to. I got. I got. I got. I got I, I'm night. by the fridge. You grab product the placement. Bag. I just grabbed it. I'm right over Furious. there. Yep. So you know what? You come in. You know what? Sports Dad and Sports Son, we are yep. in the confessional until you guys are all done. So you come into the confessional and you tell us your frustration, your 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 upset, and I totally get it. I totally get it. So we are here for you. We Praise voiced our opinion. North. I do agree with a lot of you, though. I do agree with a lot of you. Like I, I, I flat out. I, I mean, your points well taken, Dex. We have some young listeners who are incredibly smart and they are right. And I would love to tell you at 52, a sports dad, it, it gets better. I haven't seen a championship since 91. I can't tell you it gets better. And, and for the wild to do this, it, it, oh, it's just so frustrating. All right. Let's, uh, let's try to get John back on. John, can you get us, you guys okay now? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Got you. Okay. I can hear you, John. Yeah. So a couple of things. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, everybody keeps talking about effort. And I think what's what's confusing to me, um, and I, I've seen it not with just the Wild, but with other professional teams, and especially in, in, in series, 
sports, right, where there's a seven-game series or whatnot. Um, you play 82 games to get to that point, and you, I mean, you you go through injuries and trades and all this to get to that point. I mean, I could see being almost too uh, amped up, too much adrenaline or whatever, making mistakes. But the lack of effort just, it doesn't even, it doesn't register with me. And I don't know if it's a thing with pro athletes. Um, do they, do they, is it a compete thing? Because Christ, I, I if I'm playing, uh, you know, sorry with my 11 year old, I want to beat I, I want to kick her ass at it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I have a, I want to win. It's a, there's something in me that wants to win. And I don't understand how you get to the playoffs. And the series wasn't even that entertaining. Each game was, it was supposed to be so close and hard fought. Even the games we won were lopsided. Uh, you know, and I, I just, so that's kind of it on the effort thing. And I think the, my other point is when it comes to coaching, I, I don't know the game, um, that well, I'm not like a, a guy that knows schemes and all this sort of thing, but holy, you know, when you're in the middle of it and things are going badly, uh-huh. And we, we can't, you guys, I, I listen every week and every week on the hockey, show, it's always the power plays terrible. It's, you know, <laughs> it, the power kills terrible. Nothing changes. At what point, why don't you just throw five random guys just to see what the hell happens? Yeah. I mean, isn't it better to at least, okay, we know these five don't work. They should, but we've tried it 75 times and it doesn't. So, and it and it kind of comes to the in-game stuff, and I, I almost felt like, and so two more points. When I looked, since Jacques Lemaire, the Wild have not had a coach with playoff playoff success in their entire history. Correct. Like uh, Boudreaux, I mean, not with any team, not just with the Wild, but not a single Correct. coach has had playoff success before we hired them or after, um, or during, and. That to me would be a prerequisite to wanting something. And it leads me to my last question, which is, can't you, in, instead of maybe at the trade deadlines, we could get like a rental coach just for the playoffs. Uh, because a, I, I get your point, man. I, John, it, it's a good point. Like you're, you're right. Jacques Lemaire. Listen, here's the thing. I understand there's pushback against the, you know, term, the coach won that game. I, okay. I totally get that. But to John's point, he's right. Um, they make a difference. Schemes make a difference. Adjustments. Playoff hockey is probably much more akin to football than r- regular season hockey, Declan. I because, agree. I mean, Craig Berube made adjustments. Some of them were subtle tweaks on lines to get people away from the echo line. Uh, in goal, he, he made a big adjustment there. And in doing so, Biddington not only played well, but he brought in a goaltender who could play the puck. And that, and that then beats... The Wilds forecheck, mm-hmm. uh, so didn't do that. So, yeah, last night in Calgary, Daryl Sutter mixed up his lines and moved Kachuk down to the third line. And post game said he's not really fast enough for this series. First of all, it worked brilliantly. Second of all, he knew exactly what he was doing. 
So like to like I understand the whole thing with Dean of hey, I'm gonna let the, the locker room fix this. Cause in the middle of the season, that's not a bad idea. In the right. playoffs, that's not what you do, Dex. Nope. So yeah, John's point is a very good point. And it never feels like when the Wild gets to the playoffs, anybody takes charge, including in this case Spurgeon, Evison, anybody. Keep it going. Hey guys, Go you got to, me? Uh, yep, I got you, Matt. How are you, dude? I'm good. I mean, could be doing a lot better, but, um, you know, a lot of my points have already been kind of touched on, Go but anyway. it's, you know, so many different things, uh, from the coaching, you know, the Boldy Fiala Gaudreau line did nothing the entire series. Yep. You know, did, did they even tally a single point? I'm not sure. Um, like, you know, you've got to be able to adjust off that. And I, I just don't know what they're seeing that like we, you know, we're not the coaches. We don't know. Right. But like, what do they see that makes them think that this is going to turn around after three, four, five games of nothing. And, and, and why don't you, if you're Dean, right. Why don't you juggle the lines a little bit? Like, I know that I, I know you don't have a center who's really good, but you know, um, they just continued. It was as if they were content to bang their head against the wall as long as possible and it's like try something different or here's what i don't get so the power play goal that they got in game five was when felino had come on the ice to replace Eck because he's on the second power play but he presented a great screen on bennington and kaprizov scores so i'm like okay now i know that that takes away the center technically but they've done that before so Felino, like Eck works hard there, but Felino presents a real screen. Like he's just a screen, yep. which, which, which he's good at. He's very good at. And instead of saying, we scored a goal on that, there's something there, the next power play. And through tonight, they went back to their traditional power play. Exactly. Which wasn't working. So like what, so if you're, but I mean, this is where I keep coming back to Dean. Dean deserves so much criticism because it's like, dude, you can't, your team's not good enough clearly to just be like, this is how we work. Um, and I understand he supports the players, and that's great. But at some point in time, you've got to say, my job could be on the line here, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm with you completely. I mean, I am at a loss. I would love to participate in in the next couple days exit interviews for this team and say, what was, what were any of you thinking? And you know, not only uh, not only Dean, but you know, I almost want to put a little bit of blame on Billy Garion. I mean, I know we all love him. I love him too, but we we know the uh, deficiencies on this team. We lack a center, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Eric Sinek is a stud, but we keep him down on the third line. I mean, for good reason. Right. But we come into this, and you said this earlier. We come into this playoff series against Ryan O'Reilly, and we're matching him up against. Hartman and Gaudreau, like, you know, they're fine hockey players, but they're not going to win you a series. Oh, right. You're right. And O'Reilly kicks your butt. He's Good really stuff, good. Man. He kicks your butt. Yeah. More, more great points. Let's keep him going. This is great. All right. Let's go to Josh. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? I uh, Josh. I jumped on with you after game one because I had gone to the game. So here we are, full circle. The handshakes happened. And uh, I'm still – I'm not even sure, like, am I more upset after this one or am I uh, more upset after when uh, the Twins got swept by Houston? 
it's kind of the same feelings uh, about <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, everybody's already kind of touched on it, but man, during those handshakes, you could tell Kirill was just pissed. And I do not blame him at all. You could see the look on his face as he was going through that line. I mean, you have a superstar right there, and the, the rest of the team let him down. I saw it up on the screen there that he scored seven of the 16 goals. I mean, what are you supposed to do in that situation? And even changing to tell, but you guys said in the last uh, event line about how it really wouldn't make a difference, and it made no difference. I think we actually probably should have stayed with Flurry. The stats said that he was better against the Blues, and you had gone, you had ridden him this entire time. So, it, why make the change? Like you're saying, change the lines, change uh, the the power play, try something different there instead. Um, I fixed the towel. This is all it's about, I guess. It's about playoffs. Nice work. Yeah. Nice Very work, yeah, stuff, you, dude. You know what? I got my towel right here. You know what <laughs> I'm going to do? I'm going to wipe my brow with it. Oh, God. Because that's about all you can do. It, I, I, uh, yeah. I, it's maddening. Yeah, and I even got this cool shirt, too, for uh, Hartman, you know? Yeah. yeah but... It's a fourth-line center on your shirt, by the way. <laughs> but it was that was for a good cause. Uh, donations was sure. Our guy, Chief. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Chief. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. But it, Josh, yeah, I, thanks for coming Josh, on, Josh, great points. He's. They're all right. Yeah. They're, I mean, I, I got. They're all right. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. Keep it going. Hi, Ryan. Hey. Ryan. hey. Uh, so I want to start off with a little reckless speculation. Love it. Shoot. So you were talking about coaching and uh, the playoffs on how much they make a difference. Guess who just got let go? You discussed it earlier today. Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz, that's right. Fire Dean, bringing Barry Trotz in playoff expertise. Yeah. Don't let him go to Winnipeg. Don't let him go to Chicago. We're close to Winnipeg. It's a good point. Uh, Also... With everyone complaining about Flurry laying in soft goals, uh, let's talk about that first goal. Let's call it Ryan. Dominating the whole period, and then with five minutes left to go, you let a one-on-five goal happen against Ryan. Unacceptable. Even though it got deflected, it's just unacceptable. I learned second period effort was unacceptable. Did not come out like you were on season was online. Also, I was watching the TikToks in between the second and third. Thank you. And the wild furious rallies return for the first time in what? Two years. You saw it, didn't you? You yes. saw the same thing I, I saw. saw it. Yes. We're going to try hard now. Yeah. And that's how we got that. our one goal. Dude, God. that's awesome. Thank God, you. it's so true. The Furious Rallies were back, man. Of course, awesome. you get the one and the, and the fourth. What towel's worse, do you think, right now? Uh, do you think it's the this one? No, the Wolves one's fine. No, I forget who it was. It just came on. The, like, oh, yeah. the Wolves losing in six games to the Grizzlies is not as disappointing like yes there's there's moments actually there's numerous games choke. the wolves should have won they didn't necessarily choke i wouldn't say that they didn't choke. like the, the wild <laughs> were expected to make a cup run like the wolves were going to give the grizzlies 
fits. And at the end of the day, they gave the Grizzlies fits. They forced the team with the second most wins to a six-game series. The Wild got a tough draw on the Blues, who are damn good. So I'm not trying to discredit what St. Louis was. But the Wild were good all season and were expected to make a cup run. I don't think it's even comparable. I, I do not. Yeah, I don't disagree that. I don't I, but, think it's I mean, comparable. both were tough to watch, but I, I agree. The Wild's worse. Way yeah. worse. All right. Packed room. It's almost a midnight. Like 1,100 people watching. Love that for us. Love that for you guys. Thank you for helping and hanging out with us. We love to hear from all of you guys. So we'll, uh, we'll keep it moving. Let's go to uh, Zach. Hey. Hi, Zach. Can you guys hear me? Yep, I got you. Awesome. Well, this is my first time in, as you can see, repping Houston. Been uh, watching wild hockey for a long time. Mike, yeah. Um, obviously, little well, a little more than disappointing tonight. But I mean, mm-hmm. hey, it's now done. To me, now we get into the what I think is the fun part of the season, which is the the abundance of reckless speculation. Which I think the Wild's okay. going to have a ton of potential in that because, frankly, I mean, we know stuff is going to happen. We don't know exactly what will happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, does Demonson stay? Does he go? Is Dumba gone? Is Fiala gone? Who are we going to bring in? We we know what we're weak at. You know, definitely even regular season, especially was proved in the playoffs. I mean, the center position, we really need that. We have some we have some great guys, but they're just they're not centers. I mean, it's you can score, you can pass, but if you can't win faceoffs, that's going to hurt your power play. It's going to hurt your PK. It's going to hurt the team, and it really hurt the team in this series. Yep. Um, we have Patrice Bergeron potentially maybe being a free agent. He might resign, might not. Can't afford him. Yeah, that is true, unless he wants something <laughs> a little no cheaper. Money, man. They got no money. This this was the run. This was it. It was. It was. So, you know, does Bill Guerin see that and go, well, you know, I'm going to put out what I can and be competitive, make it fun for the fans, play some a little, you know, maybe do a little money puck, you know, try to find some people with uh, – Cheaper, you know, cheaper contracts and keep it competitive. But I mean, the future is bright. We have Wallstead coming up. Rossi's doing good in the minors. We still have Caprice off. We got him. We know we need to get center. The money's tight. True. We have a lot to look forward to. I mean, it is disappointing again as being wild fans. And well, I can't say I'm a true Minnesota sports fan because I'm from Texas and my teams right. are all not the great either right now. Um, but. We have a lot to look forward to, and I think Bill Guerin is the GM we need and deserve, and I think he will do us good. But definitely the whole Dean Evanson situation, we need a coach that can make adjustments. We need a coach that can say, hey, listen, I'm coming in messing with your guys' locker room because we I need to mess with it. we got to get on track because they just couldn't jumpstart themselves. And Correct. that's also guys on the with the letters on their chest, and I think a lot of those guys are going to be gone. Great point. Sucks because they're great guys, but they just they're not playoff guys, and we need playoff guys, and we need to start building for that true playoff future, and that starts tonight. Awesome stuff, man. Thank you. That's yeah, great stuff from Zach. Again, uh, great points. You're right. Uh, yes, the future is bright. We're, this is not <laughs> not going to have that conversation right now necessarily. I don't dis- I don't disagree with Zach that the future is bright. Rossi should be up here most likely next season from the get go. Wallstead's probably knocking on the door, maybe quicker than even I think he is. Boldy flourished in his season. Yes, we will. Judd's hockey show, by the way, still lives on. And and to Zach's excellent point, now the reckless speculation period gets to start with uh, with Judd and Declan, and we still get to watch some playoff puck that Judd and I love so much about this sport. So we get to enter that realm today. Obviously not the case. Talking about this little obituary that is now the Wild. Their season is over after a six-game stanza to the Blues in a very disappointing fashion. But yes, we will be 
gladly getting to those points in the coming weeks and months. Very my, excited for that. My fundamental problem is the future is not as bright as I thought, though, because there's elements of the future that you now have to be examined that I didn't think had to be. Correct. Yeah. And by the but way, the only, um, component, like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's certainly some bright spots, but there are guys now that you have to take a long, hard look at that I didn't think you had to. And last thing on it, the 69 million hashtag nice of cap space you have to work with for the next three seasons. The cap is $82 million, by the way, in the NHL. Right. So, but, th- but that's also why they were trying to make the run this time. They didn't yep. get past yeah. six games. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Keep going. Let's go to uh, Chris. Chris, what's up, How's it going, guys? How are you? Can you hear me all right? Oh, not great. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we can hear right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I guess, first of all, I just wanted to say, uh, first time calling in, I've been listening to you guys back in the, back when you guys were in the good old days of AM 1500, back when you guys wow. were known as, back when you guys were known as Mackie, Judd, and Rami. And I remember you guys, like, were sort of my best source of entertainment throughout the pandemic. And so, you know, big fan, to say the least. Um, so, yeah. So I guess the first thing to say is, um, well, I mean, I could go into just like, pinpoint like individual players like didn't show up you know coach like didn't was out coached or whatever but i i think i think and i'll let i'll let all the other callers like sort of get into that but for me like it feels like it doesn't matter and that's really just sort of the theme of this rant like it it doesn't matter like and this sort of applies to like pretty much all the major sports teams in this in the state of minnesota like it just seems to me like any 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 changes that like one of our teams like they make it if they make it what do they make it look like a team's finally getting their act together ultimately like ends up making no difference like you fired the coach doesn't matter revamped the front office doesn't matter got some exciting prospects <laughs> down the pipeline doesn't matter like you dump the dump the problem players on your team you know in the complete salary dump well turn, turns out maybe that's not starting to matter at all yep. and it's just, I don't know, because I, so my, like my, my, like my grandpa, bless his heart, was um, a longtime fan of all of like the Twins and the Vikings. And luckily he was, he wasn't, he was lucky enough to see like two World Series at least. Um, my dad also those. was lucky to see. Um, yeah. <laughs> my dad was also lucky to see those two as well. But I'm, so I'm, I'm half judge age. I'm 26. So I was born in 95. So I just missed that cut off of 91 so it's like and it it's just feeling more and more just like that it i i feel i feel like i'm gonna go the rest of my life like not to not see like a minnesota championship and i mean like just all that combined it's i after especially after this series i just i don't even know if i can find it like exciting to be supportive of whoever is going to have the next like winning season, maybe it's the twins this coming season. Who knows it? Because it's like, but wait, 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 but your point's a great point because I get where (laughs) you're coming from. And and like, like again, I'm 52. This season from the wild was the setup for, Oh, second round, third round, maybe a run. Um, Your problem is this, like you're just hoping for successful regular seasons to give you a chance. But I mean, the Twins have lost 18 consecutive playoff games. Yeah, uh, the Wild just went off their best season with a yeah. great player, just went into the playoffs and got bounced in six games. So, like, I totally get, for lack of a better term, your despair, because like, where's the hope? Like, mm-hmm. we're like, if they had yeah. won the, the, this round, there's three more to go to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. So I totally get the like the young people's dilemma. 
I'm with you, man. I mean, it's hard to get there and it takes a sacrifice and nobody's willing to pay the price. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Nobody that's, who is willing to pay the price. Nobody. That's exactly it. Um, and then just one more thing quickly before I go, I guess I will sort of kind of rip on a couple of people. Like I'm like what I said at the beginning. Um, first off, mm-hmm. as as much as rightfully so, Bill Guerin's probably angry. I, I, I hope he's also putting on to some extent, the clown face paints and the wig, because especially with his whole, it's about bleeping winning that yep. we ran with it the whole season. I mean, he's, I don't, I, I don't know. He just, he's kind of looking like a clown right now, but you no, know, we'll see what he does eventually. And then second person, you know, I talked about like, you know, we dumped the Parisi and Suter contracts because, you know, we thought, you know, they were sort of bringing the locker room down. Right. We sort of, we sort of had that hint, especially, you know, with the things coming out about Suter recently. Um, but Maybe maybe they should have also considered um, considered thought a little bit more before giving um, a certain captain the C patch. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't but, disagree with you. Yeah, I mean he disappeared the series. Yeah, he carried none of the weight that a captain has to carry. So, I everything you said makes sense. The problem is it's incredibly discouraging. It is. It is. But yeah, that's all I had. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Chris, stick it with it, man. Stay in there. I'm so well, sorry stay, that uh stay in there, but I mean but you're but what I would call a cynical viewpoint is accurate. Yep. Like how do you if you're Chris's age or you're, you know, the kids that j- joined us who's twenty, uh, you know, what what are you supposed to think? Yeah. And you're being fed this nonsense from certain people and certain people in our business, you know, about oh, we're lucky that we have all the you know, no, we're not lucky. Not lucky. We're we're. I love sports, but I want, yep. but but some, but somebody has to see it played at its highest level. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but six games in the first round ain't gonna qualify. No, not at all. All right, keep going. Let's uh, let's bring in Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, just uh, trying to truck through it right now. It's just been, you know. Probably, I mean, regardless of what happened in the playoffs, it's been the most fun time watching them in the regular season. But to just have them yep. come up to the playoffs, yep. to have all these expectations up to the playoffs about, you know, it's about up and winning, to get these major moves, can make some big moves, make big trades, and then just to get blown out. It's just super disappointing. I know a lot of people kind of already went through it, but. You know, it, it's just really, really disappointing and more in the sense that when you saw Kaprizov, you know, just work his butt off the entire series and you just see the rest of the team just look so defeated and they look so down. It's just, it was just really, really, really hard to watch today, especially tonight. Agreed. Agreed. I, and there was a, I felt like they came out nervous and then gave up. And you're yeah. exactly right. And I don't, and here's the thing. I don't understand what happened from the third period of game five on. I don't get it. it the, our buddy, AJ, AJ Fredrickson put in the YouTube comments earlier that uh, the Tarasenko goal, the first one of the third period, ever since that moment, this team's been flat and, you know, Levi on our YouTube comment section too. game one and six, no show effort. Yeah. The bookends of this series are, are, yeah, were awful performances. Um, you know, game four, they should have won with that team being completely banged up. Um, and I even, you know, look, Jordan Biddington deserves credit. So I, I, I'm not trying to say he was just a passenger 
of helping the Blues rattle off three straight wins after not starting the you know first three games of this series. Things didn't stand on his head this series. The Wild shot themselves in the foot after game four. That's case and bleeping point, dude. Jordan Binnington did not steal the Blues the series the rest of the way. The Wild sabotaged themselves and shot themselves in each toe of theirs and could not figure out how to beat them. That wasn't Binnington. That was the Wild. You lost on yourself, dude. Binnington did nothing to save the Blues. The Wild gave the series back to St. Louis. Absolutely. Still Absolutely. Well, and well, part partially, and you're right because of this. Scouting report wise, what did we say when Bennington got in net in game three? What do we say? You got to get to him. You got to get to him because the more confident he gets, the better he gets. And they did nothing to get to him. I mean, we talked about this. Again, this goes back to the scouting report. This is what's so frustrating. Flurry's not good at playing the puck, but yet they expect him to play the puck. You know, these are all the type of things that are maddening. Absolutely maddening. All right, keep it moving. I'm wild uh, on Wild Bent Line. Let's go yep. to Jared. Jared, what's up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, I like the I like the Vikings. I like the shirt. Oh, thank you. It's an Etsy score. Um, so I had a couple couple points here. Uh, I just want to know what did we do? What did we do to upset the sports gods to deserve this? Um, I. Came of it. My first first Viking season was 97. And then 98, it became, it's like, what do we have to do to to earn? Judd, unlike you, I've never, I didn't say, I wasn't around for the, the World Series. Most people weren't, now don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, we have the, the number one scoring offense ever. We went 15 and one, and we can't, at, there's no reason for me to believe that this will happen in my lifetime. I have no reason to believe in that. Um, I don't really want to talk about the game. It was that pathetic. It was it was basically the 2017 NFC Championship, 38 to seven, all over again without the seven, without the right, without the the, the seven points in the beginning. Um, my before the game, my girlfriend and I were watching Ozark, and we had like 20 minutes to go. But I was like, I, I, we can't finish it. I have to go watch the game. And then I live on the East Coast. And so if she goes to bed before I do, she doesn't let me sleep in there because she doesn't want me to wake her up. So I sacrificed the ending of the episode, and I'm sleeping on the couch tonight for that pathetic game. Um, the last thing I want to say is I want to uh, – Keep it coming. Keep thanks, it coming. Get for- it out. Get it out. Sports dad's here for you. I, I, I want to, I, I, so I live on the, I moved, I grew up in Fargo. I moved to the East coast. I don't, I don't, no one really relates to the, the, the Minnesota fandom and the heartbreak and all that. So you guys have, are a godsend. Thank I you. listen to you guys while I work, while I do the yard work. Um, also, I want to make a toast to uh, the hockey whisperer, his retirement. He, he did declare that he was retiring if it didn't go to game seven. Let's pour one out for him. Yeah, pour one out. Pour one out for for the to old the hockey whisperer. Yeah. To, to the hockey whisperer. May may he live a long, prosperous life <laughs> under an assumed name of something else. Witness protection. <laughs> he needs to go into it after that piece of crap. Cheers, Jared. Thanks, guys. Jared is awesome. Yep. Thanks, Thank man. You. Pour one out. I I'm sorry, we'll you got to sleep the on the couch. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the couch tonight. 
Yeah. All right, Judd. Special guest. Let's bring her in. Oh, Jesse there she Pierce. Is. What's up, Jesse? What's going How on, guys? You? I'm good. How are you? Well, Cheers. You co- Cheers to you. Cheers. You called mm-hmm. the goaltending um, conundrum months ago. <laughs> you were the first to do that. You, you obviously are on the beat covering this team day to day for the National Hockey League website, Bar Down Beauties. Um, can you talk me and Declan off the ledge at all after mm. the last, well, really the third period of game five on game four frustrates me too, but yeah. help me out here. No, I, I apologize. I cannot because just like you all, they had me, right? I was like, you know what? I'm not going to believe in this team. I've been very critical, very harsh of this team, including the goaltending. Um, and I, they finally got me believing. I was like, you know what? You're right. This team, they're special. They're so great. And here we are again. Same exact situation. Like, I honestly, last time I felt this way, 2017. Does anybody remember what happened that year as well? So, I mean, it's just... I don't know what you do. I really don't because I, I don't disagree necessarily with putting Talbot in tonight. Like it, it is what it is. You needed to change things up. You wanted to make that change, maybe go back and do it the last game or let flurry finish it out. Defense was terrible. There was no offense, obviously by one goal, like just everything top to bottom. And then elementary mistakes. Like there's no body positioning. There's no contact. Like, this isn't the St. Louis blues of 2019 who are big physical brooding. Like they try to be, but they're not like on paper. Minnesota should have easily gotten out of the series. And here we are venting and being sad about it. Hold on a second. (laughs) First of all, I'm going to pop another Shirley because it's been so bad, but, but yeah. And, and I, I guess tonight I really felt they quit. Jesse, I really felt they quit. Um, O'Reilly being allowed to stand there on the power play. They didn't even try and move him. Uh, Brodine and Spurgeon, I didn't think were good. Uh, I guess, I guess here's the thing. This is as stupid as I've ever felt about a team because I did defend them and I did think they were special. And I did think they were nothing like the previous wild teams. And starting with the third period in game five, we get a lot of the same old, same old. And, Mm -hmm. I got to admit, I'm shocked by that. Like, I didn't think this group had that in them, but they did tonight. I mean, like, and and part of it to me is you're getting out coached. You go back yes. to Craig Berube making the changes that he had to make very early on, frankly. I mean, yes, Villiuso gave up 11 goals in those two games, but he made other line changes. And Dean has been so married to those lines all yes. year. And yes. That's a part of the problem. You look at the special teams too. Sorry to throw Darby Hendrickson under the bus, but he is your special teams coach. And Dean also needs to step in and say, hey, this hasn't been working all year. It's highlighted in the playoffs. It didn't work all year, you guys. Like it has, and it sucked for a couple of years now, let's be frank. Um, yeah, there just seemed to be no will. Like I, it didn't seem like the Wild were playing in a do or die situation. You look at Tampa Maple Leafs series, right? Exactly. Like, I mean, come on. And there was just, and that's how, even if Minnesota had shockingly gotten out of this round, I don't know that they were going to put up the fight like that they needed to. And it is, it's special that the Minnesota wild locker room is close and they're tight and they play for each other. 
you need to do more. There needs to be, forget the whole game by game situation. Be pissed. You lost. It was embarrassing. Like go out there and do something different. And it's almost like they were too cliche, too cheesy, too soft. I hate to say soft when it comes to hockey players, but that's kind of what it felt like. No. uh, Hey, last thing. What did you think about, um, Dean, so Dean during the season had the whole thing of the locker room runs itself and they all say the right thing and we hear them do that, which, you know, in January is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you feel about that translating into the playoffs, though? Because I felt like he didn't take control again and he did the same thing against the Golden Knights last year. And I just, it, it's a red flag to me that eventually as the coach, you have to step in and say, no, here's what we're going to do or here's what you're not doing He's so reliant on the players running the room that it's like he almost defers when he shouldn't. I mean, sometimes I feel like that's coach speak, right? Like maybe he's just telling us that because he doesn't want to give us the answer. However, you look at the captains in that room, none of them are really that vocal then either because Jared Spurgeon's not going and yelling at somebody by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Hey, I got one too. See, I said, this is the problem. We found them. <laughs> they were at our houses. He oh should have been gosh. in St. Louis tonight. Oof, brutal. I mean, there were plenty of players that should have been in St. Louis tonight that were not, unfortunately. Very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that was that's the problem with Dean relying on the captains. Like, everybody loves Dumba, Spurge, and Felino. They're not going to be ones that are going to chew your at, your butt out if... Uh, Ass is fine at the summer. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they're not, and Dean isn't either. So you're relying on Bill Guerin to come in and scare people. And I don't know how often he should have to do that. So we'll see. All right, Jesse. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Jesse from the bar down beauties podcast, NHL.com too. Great work. Friend of the show. All over the goalie situation. Well before you like, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Score North, Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackey, Declan Goff. Love to get on the train of reckless speculation and put trades out in the ether before even people are thinking about it. Jesse came on Score North. She did. That's in true. January and said Capo Kakinen is off this team and they're going to replace him with a different goaltender. Yes. Great work from our, from, from our friend Jesse. All right. A few more fans left here, Judd. It's past midnight. Love that everyone's still hanging out with us. Still Hit the subscribe. Enough, so. Apple, Spotify. Appreciate everyone. Uh, Gibby. My guy. Hey, Gibby. What's up, man? Long time you? no talk. What's up, dude? Garage sale <laughs> this weekend? Any, any, anything you want to plug? A year ago, I was hawking my garage sale. <laughs> but uh, that was after the Wild blew a 2-0 goal lead, or 2-0 lead. Game three against the Golden Knights gave up five straight goals in game three at home. They would have been the, uh, or the lower seed in that series. And I just think it's poetic. But so... Uh, at, um, because of that, got a steaming pile of or a steaming pie of poop to serve you guys that is going to get pied in the face of six different people. I've got six steaming slices for you. We're going to start at the top down, and it starts with Billy Guerin. Um, look, I think he did really important stuff with the franchise, taking over for the not quite David Kahn disaster, uh, Paul Fenton. But the fact of the matter is, Ryan Hartman. And Freddie Goudreau on a Stanley Cup winning team are third and fourth line centers. Like if Ryan Hartman or Freddie Goudreau is your fourth line center on a Stanley Cup team, you're going to have an advantage most other fourth line. 
he all year he'd go on Russo's podcast, stuff like that, say the center doesn't matter. You can have playmaking wings. The center does matter. You are going to waste Kirill Kaprizov's prime years. This was the year to go for it. This was the year before salary cap purgatory for the next three years. This was the year the team played well enough to deserve a treat at the deadline more than just Flurry. Because Flurry was a good pickup, and I think Flurry's a better goalie than Cam Talbot. I think he just makes timid Minnesotans nervous because of his frenetic style of play, whereas Cam Talbot is cool and calm, but then gives up a the goal that Talbot gave up in the first period tonight was the worst goal of the series that the Waddle that uh, from a goalie perspective. Okay. Right about yes. And, 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 and look, okay. Face offs. Bill Guerin says face-offs don't matter. Guess what they do? Guess what helps a power play? Get not having to chase the puck for the first 15 seconds after every single stoppage. Bill Guerin missed the boat on this. He's done well on other things, so he still gets the benefit of the doubt. But this is the offseason where he has to make it happen, and a way that he will show that he's serious is the next steaming pile of poop pie goes to Dean Everson, <laughs> 35%, the largest one, because this guy just doesn't get it. When you can't get your guys up to play three times in one series, when any one of those games could have basically ended it, that's on In terms of strategy, hockey is like the only manager that needs to strategize less in major sports is baseball. Hockey is a motivational sport. You can't get your guys up. There are different guys in here. Uh, it's not the same. You got rid of Suter. You got rid of Parisi. This is on Dino. He's got to get – He's Getting angry is not enough. Saying, oh, darn, like like Bruce Boudreaux used to do. Playing Kulikov again, total, total idiotic move. The dude makes a terrible play in game one. He's a puck watcher. The amount of times he's just skating aimlessly around the net when someone scores is just remarkable. And I think Goligoski is old and slow, and I think we've got him again for next year, right? He signed some super they low. Yep. They re-signed him, I think, to trade dumb. And, and no trade clause either. He can't yeah. keep up. At least, he's, <laughs> at least he's crafty. And it'll help in the regular season. He played that two-on-one a few games ago really well. He, he He's not getting burned in the same way that Kulikov is just giving them free goals. And that's another huge strike on Dean. Like, what – I just think Kulikov's offense is outweighed by his boneheadedness on defense. Uh, Dean's the new Rick Spielman with the offensive line for Rick. It's special teams for Dean. You've been coached for three years in the playoffs now. You can't make this mistake again. Like he's not – Dean is Mark Jackson when he coached the Warriors and he had all this talent and they couldn't break through. We need our Steve Kerr. It's a great comment. We need our Steve Kerr. We need a, like, how does Dean inspire? Dean was a culture changer and he did his job in almost the same way that Zimmer did, taking over kind of a dumpster of a of a coaching situation. Gibby, What's up? Does Barry Trotz intrigue you? He's done it. You know, he also had that glass ceiling oh, yeah. for a while. He's kind of like a more suave, little more bulldogish Bruce Boudreaux in my mind. They've got the same body type, the they ball thing. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm open-minded to it. Uh it's more just that like Dean's done his job. He's a regular season coach. I think the sternness and the staying level helps in the regular season and it's helped the wild avoid their February, January swoon. But Billy has to recognize that Dean's done his job and now it's time to find someone else to get to the goal. I think that's a huge thing. And, and, And then also like, if you want to win this game tonight, pull Talbot after goal three. Like, if you want to jolt your team awake, that second period was so atrocious. You think they're just going to turn it around organically? 
Um, I think after goal three, you might still have a chance. Talbot was deep in his net. Uh, we're moving on. Now the first player, Kevin Fiala, man, you're basically D'Lo, except you scored more points in the regular season. Uh, it's the exact same thing. Both of them played their way out of town. These playoffs, like, in this game, he's passing up open shots in the slot for, like, drop passes and gypsy doodles. He can't even keep the puck on his stick. It is – there's no way you can keep him, and we don't need regular season passengers. Um so I'm just gonna say he's D'Lo. He's better than D'Lo, but neither one of them is gonna help. I'll pass the first round. All you. that we got on Suit and Parisi, uh, they got us the two second rounds, right? Like they were professionals in the first round twice and cleaned up. And I feel like I don't remember those series. Well, one was the Niederreiter, and then one was the Blues. The Blues. Um, the Blues. I know before the Blues. Gibby, I think. Oh, there we lose Gibby. Un unbelievable rant from Gibby. That was Gib- Gibby. You Gibby are there bringing the are, fire with you, his you, you deserve robe, dude. Dude, dude pumped out his garage sale with me on the he's Vegas series last year. He tweets me sometimes. Still now, he's yeah. a great guy. Yeah, he's he's, great he's fantastic. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Jay, my guy from Cuzzy's, who I saw last Friday. I was just gonna say, uh, good Cousies. to see you last weekend for the first time. Good to see you too, man. Welcome yeah. to the show. I'll show up at Cuzzy's. Thanks for the invite. I know. I know it was uh, it was a beautiful next. sunny day outside. A couple a couple Shirley's firing around there. Things were right. things were great. The Wild yeah. was in the playoffs. The Wolves might have things been alive. Were up. Yeah. Minnesota sports was on top Remember of that? the world. Remember how fun that was yep. a week ago? Yeah. No. So just to start with you guys, I'm not going to ask you how you're feeling because you know I think uh, I think everybody kind of knows how we're all feeling right now. But uh, um, I just wanted to start with you know the Talbot and Net tonight. Um, you know, how much of that do you think is a decision to try to fire the guys up compared to do you really think he's going to win you a game being this cold? I think it was, I think it was because they thought the team would respond to it. I think they thought, I think everything, I think a lot of what they did, it's very weird, but I think a lot of what they did was based on how Dean judged that the team reacted in the regular season. Uh, Because this was a different team then. Um, The problem, the problem is the play, I mean, and this is not, Look, this doesn't surprise anybody. Playoff hockey is such a different thing that if you expect the same result that you got in a February game, you're crazy. So I think they thought, well, the guys will be fired up for Cam and Cam, you know. And but the problem is too, and you know, I mean, Cam hadn't played in two weeks. Yeah. And that first goal is a bad goal. I mean, I'm sorry, it got tipped, but you got to stop that puck. That's blocker side. You got to get that out. But yeah, I think Dean. I think Dean did a lot in this playoff series based on exactly how he handled the team in the winter. And the spring ain't the winter. Not not in hockey. Um, I know playoff hockey. I've watched it my whole life. It is a different animal. It hurts. It sucks. It's not fun. It's not fun for players. They, they can say yeah. what they want, but the only fun is when you are skating around with a cup, handing it to teammates. Right. It's a bear. So, and, and I mean, they clearly weren't prepared for that. See, that's how I felt about tonight. I was thinking, you know, if you really believe in your guys, we're going to stick with the same goaltender we've gone for the first five games, right? I mean, and the, the reason you're down 3-2 is not because of Flurry. It's just not. It's because everybody else on that roster. Yep. Well, so, yeah. if you're going to try to win one game in St. Louis, you're going to keep the same guys out there. You're going to say, let's go for it. Flurry's not the problem. Don't look at him. Let's go. You guys are the problem. Let's go. And the fact that you start Talbot in that, I think it gives the guys another look saying, oh, maybe 
you know, maybe he can get our game going when they haven't gotten their game going the whole series. And they played like that, though. Like, they played like it was almost – so instead of Talbot starting, like, causing them to pick up the tempo, it's almost like they said, oh, we're dead. Right. Because, I mean, they started off playing, I thought, tentative, and then they gave up. Like, it looked yeah. like it looked like a team that you would take for uh, a pizza and ice cream. Like it looked like a bunch of kids, yep. And and they're and they look like oh oh we're dead. That's fine. So yeah, it, a lot backfired here. A lot backfired. But I'm with you in the fact that they were let down by a lot of players, were not named Cam Talbot or Mark Andre Fleury. He didn't play great, right. but he wasn't why they lost. Yeah, good stuff, Jay. We'll Thanks, see you cousins again here too. Cousins. We'll get judges. All right. Yep. Yep. Thanks. For, Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there next time. Jay, Jay just, when I was at Cuzzy's, quick story on Friday, just some guy just points at me across the patio, Judd, looks me dead in the eye and just says, all he says to me, write it down. You like writing things down. It was Jay. all he said to me. And that was Jay. And that That's was Jay. Jay. I love it. I love it. Appreciate it. A uh, few more callers left. Kyle, what's up, man? Welcome to Bentline. What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yep. Got you. Okay, That's cool. Fine. Had to figure that out. Uh, all right, well, congrats, Declan, on the write that down, starting Talbot. Uh, I switched my jersey second period to a team that will literally never let me down, uh, the Twins. Uh, oh, God. Hey, do I control this now? Nope. Okay. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> why, why, they, why won't they? No, I'm down? joking. I actually don't care about baseball at all ever since. Okay. This is actual real story. Uh, the center for the, well, uh, commanders now, uh, Chase Rullier was my neighbor growing up, and he smoked me in the middle of the head with a metal baseball bat growing up. I walked oh. across the uh, the on-deck box, oh, no. and that was like when I was 10. Full swing. Full swing. Never played ever again. Didn't watch baseball ever again since then. So I don't care about anything other than the Vikings and the wild. And it has been nothing but heartbreak. Um, a lot of people talked about, you know, specifics of the series and the game. And, and it, it, right now it's just, I don't really care about any of that. No one showed up uh, except for Caprice up as far as I'm concerned. Um, the only person that really needs to be called out is Fiala because He's one of my favorite players, and he absolutely sucked. Uh, I do feel bad for Talbot, uh, but when you're put in a position to rise up and you fail, you suck. Um, he led in an awful goal. It was just the worst goal I've ever seen ever. I don't think I've been this disappointed since the NFC Championship game um because it felt like we were really building something there and it, it feels like we were really building something here uh for the wild and um and we couldn't i mean we would have to have gone through them at some point probably and i don't care what if it was the first round second or third who cares you got you got to beat them um and so good luck minnesota with that cap hit for the next three years you're screwed that's going to really, uh, I mean, I don't know. Could they have traded them and given some draft picks to some team? Like, here's our second round pick. Please take this contract. Do anything other than, like, screw our cap for three years. No, that is going to no. suck. 
No one wanted them. No, because take no. the contract. We'll give you two second round. I don't even know. I, I don't know. Look, it, it's so bad. The and day they, um, the day they signed the, the day they signed those two, it was if you didn't win a cup, a catastrophe, and they didn't yep. come close. Yeah, I, I, I get Garen. it. No one, no one wants to pay Parisi eight or whatever, whatever it is, eight or seven, six million dollars. Um, but a question before I go. Thanks for having sure. me on. I've been watching you guys for years. Thank you. What is worse? I know we didn't get as far as the Vikings in 2017, and and that goes. That's a lot, you know. But like I said, it, it did feel like we we're building something. Um, we've learned in, in hindsight that we really weren't, um, especially when we signed Kirk. Um, wh- is this worse or or what do you guys think? That's all I had. In the Thanks, 2017 guys. Vikings? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think this is more disappointing to me because the 2017 really? Vikings, yeah, the 2017 Vikings were a feel-good story led by a quarterback who I had I, no faith in whatsoever, and it was a fun Magic carpet ride, and don't forget, the Minneapolis miracle was the luckiest thing of all time. You blew, you blew that game, and you got incredibly fortunate. Um, this was a franchise that I thought was on the right course and made some trades. They did everything that we want a Minnesota team to do: deadline deals, getting guys at positions. Um, so yeah, I'm more disappointed by this. I, this and and plus and plus that the Philadelphia game. This is a to me. This is a worse quit in this series than that was. Oh, that's so, saying something. Actually, I disagree with you. Um, I I would say that look, the expectation going in 2017 was keep in mind not to go too far down this path, but it was supposed to be Sam Bradford year two and yep. Um, yep. should be yeah. a nice team. Should that oh, be, that year, should be yeah. in the playoffs? But then yep. Case Keenum goes on this magic carpet ride. They get a bye. Yes, the the, the miracle happens. The Super Bowl's here. And they yep. lay that complete, absolute goose egg in Philadelphia. Yeah, terrible. I, I don't want to say it's not comparable because you just brought up very good points that, no, this to you, this is worse. I think the Vikings 2017 Philadelphia debacle was, I think, 10 times worse than what we than what has transpired with the Wild this series, personally. I am more shocked that a franchise, I had, I had more faith in this team than that team. I mm-hmm. am more shocked how they lost. I get it. I got you. All right, keep it rolling here. I'm going to grab another beer as uh, Matt joins us. Matt, what's up, man? Hey, Matt. How you doing? It's just, it's sad, you know. Um, oh, definitely. The thing, that, the thing that sucks the most is the wild, this whole year have been, they could, even tonight, they're down by four, right? But even with 16 minutes left, you think there's hope, right? And that's the whole thing. This is the year that's been fun. I was at the Correct. Pittsburgh game in Pittsburgh when they were down by two with three minutes to go. They tie up the game with a, minute, a second left. You know, it's just exciting, and that's the thing that's sad is that this isn't going to happen next year. You know, it's like all these comeback wins that have been so exciting. That's the hardest part for me. Is like, sure, this was a tough game to lose, tough playoffs to get bounced from. This was our year. However, the entertaining side of it during the regular season, it just sucks that that's probably going to be done. You know, like right. Especially, I went to basic training for eight weeks, uh, February to April missed you know 30 games of the regular season that's 30 entertaining times to watch this exciting wild team play mm-hmm. down the drain and it's not going to happen you know next three years are going to be tough but uh matt where'd you do your basic training at what, what branch of military in lackland texas uh air force yeah cool my my brother yeah. went to lackland too and was in the air force as well so uh, thank yeah, you for your service up. man Appreciate absolutely you. absolutely yeah. hey thank i'll you. let you guys go but 
you know, hey, course, man. tough, tough time for these uh, salary cap years, you know, but hey, let's go wild, you know. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate yep. you. Thank Appreciate you. your service, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It, 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 to Matt's point, I think that, and that's what I think is so frustrating. I didn't mean at the offset of the show when I went on my initial rant to call out fans and stuff, but it just stinks because this regular season was so much fun. And also like we clown Anson Carter and we had the outdoor game and there's so many fun things that are happening. And now, and I, I think I told you this going into the series, if you don't win this series, all of that, all that fun we had is for nothing. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, Mm-hmm. my prophecy there has come true that it's all for nothing. And that's, what's so disappointing to me, Judd, what I think is. Yeah. Well, me. well, what, what gets me is the fact that my expectations were so high because I, I, I mean, I thought this team and I do think this team is run largely by the right people. And I thought that this was a different collection and it's not the fact they lost. It's how they lost. Yep. I, I, I mean, um, game five was so much fun. First period, Kaprizov, unbelievable. And I still think he's a phenomenal talent, so I'm not blaming him by any means. But, you know, the second period, that game was hard fought. And I'm like, this is a great hockey game. I told, I flat out before the third period for game five, in the press box, told our friend, friend of the show, Jess Myers, I said, you know the great thing about this? I said, I don't know how it's going to end, but I know they're going to work hard. And I know that there's potential here. And I know they've got a superstar player. And it's like they heard that, and they're like, "Oh no, no, we'll show you how it's going to end." Um, and and I actually just quickly, I almost feel worse for our younger viewers and wild fans who I know and and we certainly appreciate and like and love are out there. I feel worse for them because they don't even know a championship. And, nope. and, and, and but the problem is they're not even getting. And I mean, this applies to you too. They're not even getting close. Like it, like it's one thing to get to a World Series probably and lose, or it's one thing to get, you know, I mean, 2017, as disappointing as that was, you did get to the conference championship game. But when it comes to the Twins, 18 consecutive playoff defeats, the Wild, they go out in six games instead of seven this year in the first round. Um, the Wolves, oh my God, they're up by all these points on Memphis. Now they're not. Now they're done. Um, That's what's sad about it for the for for the young people because i mean part of the passion that's developed dex i was 17 Mm -hmm. 87 yep i went by my my mom god rest her soul got Mm -hmm. me a ticket i drove down there by myself as a kid i went to that game by myself first base upper deck and the twins won like i saw world series championship at 17 it was unbelievable yeah, and like I can't tell you what your passion for sports does at that moment. Like I sports can is great. Imagine, dude, I love sports, um, and sports is great as a rule. But when you see a team win a championship, when Gaetti gets that ball, and there's that moment of hesitation before he throws to Herbeck to end the World Series, right? Man. What that does for like the rest of your life, as far as oh my god, uh, ninety one, Don and I sitting in left field, game seven, we're in left field, we're in the corner. And and Larkin hits that ball and Gladden scores. And like I'm tearing up. Like I'm like, oh my God. And I'm twenty one and I'm thinking to myself, I know this isn't this gonna is happen a lot. Norm. But yeah. this is well, but I'm also thinking I I won't I won't lie here. When Kaprizov did what he did in game five, I like almost got emotional. Cause it it was like he took the game on his back and said, Screw it, I'll just do it. And wow. 
I don't know why, but for some reason, when people show their best, it makes me emotional. So I was sure. like literally emotional. And I was like sitting there thinking, this is like, this kid just said, bleep them, bleep everybody. Yep. I got it. I love that. The, yeah. You know, the pocket stuff. It, it's unbelievable. And to have the failures that the young people now have to see and then get fed this garbage. It's part of why I, I people in our business drive me crazy who are like, this is good enough. No, it's not. You don't know no, greatness until you see greatness. Quickly, just last point for me here before we wrap with a few more wild vent line guests. I mean, what I think is what's so puzzling to me is so I'm I'm 29. Um, I I've seen all four of these teams, kind of funny enough, um, get on the doorstep of going to a championship early. I saw the Wild make their run of the conference finals. I saw the Wolves make their run of the conference finals. I saw I've seen the Vikings, um, in multiple NFC Championship games already. Yeah. I've I've already seen this happen. I saw the twins actually like when my first real conscious twin season was 2001. And then in mm -hmm. 2002, they go to the ALCS when they, where they beat the Oakland A. So I got like teased, right? Like as a 10, 11 year old, kind of even thinking, and this is what's so funny to me is like, Oh, this is this. We win playoff games. We win playoff series. And two years later, the baseball team loses 19 straight games. The wild have won two playoff series since then. Rhett Favre and Case Keenum basically ripped my heart out ever since then. The Wolves have been a mostly GD disaster up until this year during that timeline. And then my last point is I just I look at these other teams that have been on the doors. The Kansas City Royals, the Tampa Bay Rays, the St. Louis Blues, the Chicago Blackhawks. I've seen teams that have been historically crap. I almost said something. Just absolute crap. Yeah. Okay? Why? Why? Can't Minnesota do it once in one of those damn sports? I just listed the Bengals went to the GD Super Bowl this year. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's why, and that's why, that's why I want teams to tear it down to build it back up. Because when you build it back up uh, and I'll get it right, when Joe Burrow comes along, it it's a life changer for your team. And good at some point in time across the four major men's sports that we watch, right? Good enough isn't good enough. Yep. Um, making the playoffs is not good enough. Uh, when I was quickly, a kid, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just go going to say, when I was a kid, like when the North Stars would do what the Wild did tonight, you were incredibly frustrated. And nobody mm -hmm. said, and also too, though, no one calling the game on television tried to tell you it's been a great year. Yep. And, and that's what drives me crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, that happened already. Valley feeding the feeding people crap. Well, I and I and I did because I enjoy when they're playing poorly to see those guys try and spin it, but it's just crap. I mean, they're literally lying to you. Uh, Talbot on the game five on the, on the season being over. To be honest, this is from a friend of the show, Michael Russo. Talbot said, I was, quote, doing everything I could to stay ready. You don't want to come into an elimination game, but you want the opportunity to play during the playoffs. And they gave me the opportunity. It just wasn't good enough. And then it continued on saying, obviously, was I disappointed? Yeah, I'm pissed off. Yeah, but they expected that. They want you to be pissed off. I mean, who doesn't want to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs? But I respect the decision, of course, the latter part being the decision that Marc-Andre Fleury started the first five games over yeah, at camp. Right. And, and, and this is why I liked Cam Talbot. Mm -hmm. he, like despite the play or despite should have he been there or not, this dude has some serious awareness and that's what I like about him. And he's, he'll be back next season. He'll be the last year of his contract, but he'll be back. I'd be pretty surprised if they moved him. He'll be back next season. 
I think he'll be back as a goaltender. He'll be back next season, but there's a repair to do now because they showed zero faith in him. Correct. All right. But I don't disagree with you. A few more left before we wrap. Uh, yeah. Bubba, you've been a loyal supporter here. What's, What's up, up dude? Good, good talk to you. John, I think I tweeted you after game five that I had a bad feeling about this. Here we are. I just, I don't know what it was. I had a gut fe- bad gut feeling going into this game, and I watched it at work. I checked it once. It was one nothing. Then I come back. It was 4 nothing. Then, Judd, I saw your tweet. I'm so- shutting it off. I'm like, good. Me too. And I did. And so I saw this on a Vikings vent line where you had a listener wearing a Brady jersey because he wanted to feel what it was like. And I have a Bobby Orr jersey because I want to feel the same thing. You. you know, I mean, it was. Judd, you said it best. I, I'm right there with you. I had about as much faith as you did in this team, and then it was just Minnesota sports kicked in. And Dex, you said it best. They shot themselves in the foot, flat out. You know, there's nobody to blame but mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, you're hundred. Yes, there's no. But I mean, how big a disappointment is this to you? Well, Judd, you saw the North Stars lose two Stanley Cubs. I mean, that's nothing can top that. But it's it's disappointing enough because it's just like you know, my gosh. I mean, you you, you can't just have Kaprizov and Flurry just throw the whole team on their back and say let's go, boys. I mean, but I mean, Kaprizov kind of did that in Game Five. But it's like there again, everybody else needs to step up. You know, you can't just sit there and just. You got two all-star players, one for sure in the Hall of Fame. Kaprizov, I guarantee you, will be in there down the road. But it was – I just I just don't know. Yeah. It, yeah, it's incredibly disappointing. Thanks, Paula. Yep. Talk to you. He's down. He's down. He should be down. He's right. Appreciate it, Bubba. All right. Uh, let's go to Bennett. Back to Bennett. Hey, What's buddy. up, guys? Thanks for having me on again. Um, first off, I got to admit, I was completely wrong on Tuesday's event line. Um, I mean, bad take about the refs and you guys trashed me for that afterwards, which you were in your right to do. I went back and I listened. It was a horrible take. Um, but I said that I felt like the wild, we're going to be able to at least take this one into overtime, if not win and bring it back to Minnesota in game seven. And the team that showed up tonight didn't have a goddamn chance to do it. They had zero shot. They, they didn't play with heart. Um, the passes were awful. Um, they were losing puck battles on the boards. Um, but what I really want to ask you guys is, is Dean Evison on more of a hot seat than we think? Do we think that he could be gone sooner than we think? Cause you don't want to go through, um, this cap hell that we're about to enter and have him be the head coach of the team, building it in his vision, just to bring somebody on afterwards and try to make up what he's built. Do you want to bring somebody on earlier? and bring in a head coach that can build the team through this cap hell and then Bennett, come out of it ready to fire with what he wants. Bennett, personally, what you just said, I would have said eight hours ago was crazy. Absolutely crazy. After tonight, I said the same thing. I mean, you have to look at it. You have to look at everything. He has now been through two, because I'm not going to count the bubble thing. That's BS. They now decided that's playoffs, but... He's now been through two playoffs, as far as I'm concerned, and has failed to make any necessary adjustments and has relied on the fundamental thinking that he uses in January, and he doesn't adjust it. 
Um, so seriously, if you had said that to me at three o'clock this afternoon, I'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? No, now, uh, uh-uh. I, I am a hundred percent with what you j- just said. And Declan flat out told me when I, I said, when I questioned Dean, they're not going to fire him. And I said, I do agree with you, but does he need to be looked at closely? Yes, he does. What did he do in this series to help them? He didn't do anything. He he didn't make line changes. He didn't make a change to the power play. He didn't shuffle it up. I mean, personally, I think I think you have too much firepower on the first power play. You know, you got to spread the firepower out. Well, and why not put Felino out there? Why not put Felino on the power play? The other thing about that that your point that I like is this one too. Five on five for sure, and power play wise. We just know this, and I don't know why, and I used to call for it, and Dex did too, and we sort of shied away from this. Fiala and Kaprizov don't work well together. Um, They just don't. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense to me that they don't, but they don't. And so, yeah, but, I mean, he didn't do – you've got to, at some point in time, juggle things around. You've got to give the the Blues – I mean, the playoffs in hockey are not the regular season. You need to throw the opposing team off. Like this whole thing of I'm not going to tell you who my goalie is is the like that's the old BS thing, but what does help juggle lines, give them different looks. I mean, think about what Baruby did here, right? He made subtle changes that were very substantial on his lines. Why? Because he knew that the the X line, Erickson X line, X line was shutting his guys down, his top guys down. So he got guys away from them. Um, Dean didn't do anything. He did nothing to help. And it's, but the problem then was he's like, at the end, he's like, okay, I'll start Talbot. I mean, that is literally throwing the life preserver. That's the Titanic thing. He's putting the, you know, by then it's too late. Yeah. So I I don't disagree with you. And and I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I don't disagree with you. No. Yeah. No, I, 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 I get it. I mean, like, you know, keep, keep your lines intact during the regular season. That's fine. You face a different opponent. Every single game, you're not going to see the same opponent twice in a row. Um, rarely, I should say, you're not going to see the same opponent twice in a row. But in the playoffs, it's totally different. It's all about those minor adjustments. It's about the adjustments to the lines. It's about the adjustments to the power play. Um, I think the whole point of not telling us who the goaltender was before the series started was kind of a moot point when Flurry started the last three games of the regular season. And you, I mean, you knew they weren't going to do that if they were going to start Talbot, right? Um, and it's not a yeah. strategic, and it, it, it's cliche. That's cliche. You know what's not cliche? To throw Kaprizov out with a different player or two. And then they're like, oh, crap. We thought we were going to crack down on these guys. And look, the Wild struggled with that. Like when the Blues adjusted lines, the Wild was like, oh, boy. Uh, Game four, it's no mistake, the Eckline was terrible Mm -hmm. after being fantastic for three games. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm with you. I got to look at everything. Thank you very much. I I appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me on. Awesome. Thanks, Bennett. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, you know what? He, he dropped off for a little bit, so let's let's let Gibby finish up his point here before uh, I had, got a nice day. Good night. I had to go back to the oven to get my pooped pie nice and crispy for the remaining three slices. Um, just on what I forget what his name was with the awesome jersey collection was saying. Wouldn't you have loved to see Kaprizov and Boldy work together on the power play? I feel like they could work magic. Um, but back to the pie, we've got. 5% Bill Guerin, 35% Dean Anderson. I've got to say on Dean, he's got the Minnesota sports stink on him now. No coach is going to win in Minnesota once they've got the stink on him. He 
He's lost three playoff series in a row. All three of those playoff series, the Wild had a lead in. You're not supposed to lose playoff series when you lead them. That's like a cardinal sin. He's got the stink. Um, he's basically – he Chris Finched for an entire series. What, what Chris Finch did in 10 minutes by not calling a timeout on a 21-0 run, Dino did from game two to game six, basically. We had 25% for Kevin Fiala, and then I was just getting on to smacking the captain with 10% of this pie. Jared Spurgeon isn't the captain of this team. Marcus Foligno is, and I don't know how you address that going forward because you can't remove a C from a guy and have that be okay. Marcus Foligno is the heart and soul. He's not the smartest all the time. He came out with a plum in the first couple periods of last game and this game, and then on the power play looked like he had brain worms a little bit by the end. But he is the guy that makes it tick. There's not enough passion with Spurgeon. The national hockey broadcast on TNT after one of his shots on the power play, they were like making fun of him because he didn't have enough oomph on his shot. They literally made a chuckle joke. Like, I don't know how you come back from that. He's the new Ryan Suter on the power play, just aimlessly flicking shots. And he's, um, as I said, uh, once once the announcers make fun of you, like, I don't know, 4%, just a little bit, goes to, maybe this is grouped into Dean, but also the wild four check. Once in game five or four, you saw how good Bennington was. You got to dump those pucks in the corner. Right. Every single, every single four check, they're yeah. dumping it in back to where Bennington can get it. You got to go you to the middle do? and take an angle. Gibby, 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 Gibby. This is where the key thing Declan and I talked about comes in. You know what you do? The third time you do it in Bennington's first game, you don't dump it into the corner. You, you shoot it, it at behind the net. The net. No, was, no, oh, no, I was no. Better yet, you know what you do? You forecheck Bennington. Yeah, then great. he freaks out because Bennington's a head case. So the first Agreed. time, the first time I send in Felino to forecheck Bennington, and I pin him against the boards, and everyone goes crazy. And you know what Bennington does? He goes nuts. Wings and when stick. he exactly <laughs> no, but that's what. But I mean, that whole thing of dumping it in actually presented you the opportunity to check Bennington. You check him, it's over. I totally agree with that. I also thought Bennington was cheating a couple times, anticipating there. And he then was. He that's a good point. caught him off guard. You wind up like you're going shooting down the boards, and you shoot it straight on net. He is a head case. He could mess that up. Yeah, Finally, 1% goes to the good old Anthony LaPanta. I follow him on Twitter. Uh, even at a no, time like this, don't go there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm just saying, like, I like listening to his broadcast sometimes because he's exuberant. But, like, there's a time to be honest. And this is the time to be honest in a session like this. So um, I appreciate you guys. I, uh, I, I don't know if I'm the last one. You guys are up late. And have a good night. Gibby, thanks, thank dude. You, dude. Oh my god, the last piece of this pie, incredible, great, great stuff from Gibby. I'm not great good. stuff. Yeah, great I, stuff. I got thoughts in general. Him. Great, I great might stuff get to from those Gibby. tomorrow. Yep. So are yep. we done? Yeah. Or do I think, or uh, are there more people in the room? No, You've been the, up the, for a long time. This is it. We've been on this for almost two hours here in Wildville. And and to be honest, thank you, was, you guys. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this is Jed and I. Jed and I did this last year during the Vegas Golden Knights series. Um, that was a cute, fun, wild team that pushed to seven games. We were really hopeful that this was going to be at least a run throughout the month of May and into the avalanche to make things interesting. 
Um, and unfortunately, it's obviously edited through six games. But thank you so much. Um, this is awesome. Oh, we, we had this was our biggest room we've had doing a wild vent line. You know, we do this um, during the Viking season, and and the room's very big. And Vikings obviously are supreme no matter what happens in this town. But when the wild are good, Judd and I love to talk wild with you guys. So thank you to everyone who had joined us uh, over the course of this series and this right. season too. By like Judd's hockey show, you, you guys helped us rise into the top ten. For Apple Hockey Podcast, you guys are awesome. Judd's are Hockey awesome. Show, for God's sakes, was in well, a was a in a dance of spitting chicklets. I mean, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty damn good. good. Don't I'm get not me wrong. Gonna... I'm not. All I'm right, not let's throw some thanks yeah. out here before we we go. And the show's not going away, but obviously it won't be on as much uh, in the coming week because the Wild has decided to bow out. Let's thank our friends for uh, presenting. First of all, Judd's Hockey Show Postseason Edition. Surly, Surly, uh, Surly Dave, Omar, Stu, you guys are all Appreciate great. Thank you so much. Um, I buy your beer, so I, I love it. Honest endorsement. Seriously, if you enjoy beer, try try Furious. Uh, Dex has drips and drops. He's got a ton of other Supreme. beers. I'm going to pour a little bit more in Supreme. here. Supreme. I got some production work. Um, thank our friends from Chill Boys. Great Long John's. Great boxers, chillboys.com. Livia, hey, you've helped me drop 40 pounds. L I V E A.com. You're all late at night. You're thinking to yourself, man, everything in life sucks and I got to lose some weight. Well, guess what? Livia.com. L I V E A. They will help you lose the weight. They will help you keep the weight off. I can't explain to you how important maintaining weight loss is because that's the one thing we struggle with. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Hockey Whisperer is going to have to make an exit of some sort on Mackie and Judd, Purple yeah. Daily as well. But Declan's exactly right. I echo everything he said. Thank you. Your calls tonight were fantastic. You venting actually helps us as well. We yes. appreciate that. And uh, we will continue to provide you content on Judd's Hockey Show because, as someone said earlier tonight, reckless speculation is right around the corner. Thank you very much. For Judd, I'm Declan Goff. Thank you so much. Pass, shoot, score. Cameron, play Billy. We'll be back soon. Cameron, play Billy. I can't. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.